Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we're here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 127 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, when is the last time you got into a heated discussion or confrontation with someone and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to? How did you handle that in your heart and mind? Let's talk about that. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Courage's You is coming to you with Stopping the Replay in Your Mind. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. So BCU family, I would love to kick off our podcast with a story and then we'll get into the uh, meat and potatoes after that. So I received a communication from someone who was not very happy with me in all honesty about a, a perceived slight. So they felt that I had slighted them in a particular way. So I knew what they were talking about. I had an idea and I was happy to have that conversation to get the misunderstanding cleared up. So in my heart, this was going to be a five minute, oh, that's what it was and we were going to take care of it and move on. BCU family, this turned into probably a 45 to 60 minute going back and forth, and and not in a a rude, nasty way, but just trying to get one another to understand where each other was coming from. It was, there were things that were brought up from, you know, back in the day and all kinds of conversations that I was completely not expecting. This broadsided me, this broadsided me. And then the conversation needed to end uh, because of some time constraints. So it didn't get resolved uh, in that little two minutes or five minutes that I thought it would be resolved. So once the conversation and it had to end uh, at that point, I, (laughs) my hair was blown back. My hair was blown back. And I have to tell you, 
that I must have replayed that conversation in my head uh, about 40 different ways. And I'm, I'm just estimating, obviously, I'm not saying that I counted 40 different ways, but you know what I should have said, what the person should have thought, what they could have said differently, what I could have done differently. Uh, why did we bring up this? And I must have gone on and on probably for another 45 minutes to an hour, just thinking on the situation. And uh, we praise God that eventually it did get resolved, uh, you know, shortly after. But um, it's what I'm here to talk about is the replay and why it is that we do these things. And really, the replay is not from God. So BCU family, I'd like to get a little deeper, of course, into the why of the replay I'd like to talk about some background to it first in order for us to get some really good context. So think about the last difficult conversation or confrontation that you had. Now, for many of us, we either refer to two behaviors. We either fight or we take flight. Now, when I say fight, I am not referring to a physical altercation at all. Rather, yourself and the other person are trading conversations verbally. So if the person says, well, you did this, you say, well, no, I didn't do this. I did that. You're defending yourself. You're challenging the other person. You're trying to explain what it is that you were trying to do. So uh, there could be body language involved, uh, looks, uh, obviously the blood pressure goes up a little bit. That's what I mean by fight. So you're actually speaking up and, and having this conversation. The opposite of that is the flight. And once again, I'm not referring to a physical leaving of the situation. It's when we mentally run away. So in this particular case, uh, what happens is that you hear the other person and they are going in on whatever it is that you did incorrectly or they feel that you did incorrectly or whatever the situation is. And rather than reproving or responding, you decide I'm not going to say anything at all. And there are various reasons, of course, for not saying anything. You know, sometimes it's a matter of I don't feel like talking about this. Um, they're wrong. Anyway, they're not going to listen to me or because I have a temper issue, I'm just not going to say anything so that I don't blow up and say something that um, I shouldn't have said. There's a number of different reasons. Nonetheless, some of us take the flight. In either case, in either case, when the situation was not resolved or wasn't resolved properly, like if there was a half apology or you don't feel like you've been avenged fully, what tends to happen is that, you know, we still got some hurt feelings and that's where the replay comes in. Okay. That's what typically happens. And the feelings, the unresolved issues or the residual hurt feelings, these come from, believe it or not, Number one, a lack of forgiveness 
or number two, the reaction or inaction of the other party. Let's take a closer look. So lack of forgiveness or unforgiveness is a big deal. Now, before I go any further, I do realize that the word unforgiveness is probably not found in any Merriam-Webster dictionary. My pastor has used that term for years and I have picked up that habit. So you'll probably hear me say unforgiveness quite a bit uh, rather than lack of forgiveness. So rather than get caught up in the semantics of if it's a word or not, I think we can all agree to the validity uh, behind the action of unforgiveness, that we know that it is a, a true fact that a lot of us harbor uh, unforgiveness toward people. And the reason, or I'm sorry, how you'll know rather that you are harboring unforgiveness towards someone is when, if the situation comes to mind, if someone brings up the situation, if you see the person, if their name is mentioned in your presence, even if their name is the same as someone else's, and your blood pressure starts to rise, or you start to, again, replay the situation. Um, perhaps you talk about it to people quite a bit, and you're talking about it as if it happened just that day, and it's happened days ago, weeks ago, months ago, uh, years ago, years ago, whatever the case may be. If that is your reaction, then that means you are harboring unforgiveness in your heart because that replay comes back to you so very easily and continues to plague your mind. Now, let me say this to you, BCU family, that I completely understand, and, and not just me, never mind me, the Lord understands that we were offended and that whatever it is that the person has done to you where you still got those unresolved issues there. We're not saying that it's not real, that it wasn't hurtful, that it wasn't um, something that they should have done. Uh, it wasn't right. We're not here to dispute the validity of how you feel. We have to keep in mind as people of God, number one, what the scriptures say in Matthew chapter 18 is that offenses will come. We are going to be offended in this life, BCU family. The Lord says it himself. And when I looked at that scripture, Matthew chapter 18, there is no exception, no exemptions to where the offense is going to come from. So the offense could come from your spouse, your significant other, your children, your parents, a family member, a coworker, or even a stranger. We don't know where the offense is going to come from. We have to be prepared with God's grace to deal with the offense the way that he would have us to deal with it. And fighting and flighting is not the way to deal with it because that leads to the unresolved feelings, which leads to the replay. And, you know, as we're thinking about this, as we're talking this through BC, BCU family, What's wrong with the replay? All right. So number one, we've got unforgiveness in our hearts. So let's let's talk about that and why 
we don't want to continue to have unforgiveness. Now, this is going to take us to a very familiar passage of scripture and one that the Lord has already had us put into a podcast earlier this year. So when the Lord is repeating himself like this, there is obviously a lesson that needs to be learned and applied. And you all know that anytime I say something like that, anytime the Lord is teaching something, I need to be the first one in line. So when I say we, it includes me. So we want to go to the book of Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to look at verses 21 through 35. And for the sake of time, I'm going to paraphrase some of what you hear. Uh, Please take the time, BCU family, to read this passage in its entirety. There's so much enriching content and applications for our lives that we really need to pay very close attention to. Otherwise, we can get into some trouble that we may not be able or we will not be able to get out of. And we're going to look at that right now. So in verse number 21, Peter and Jesus are having this conversation and Peter asks the Lord, you know, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me or offends me seven times? And Peter says, I'm sorry, Jesus says to Peter, no, not, not seven times but 70 times seven. And BCU family, I don't know about you, but I don't have like a notebook that I walk around with uh, that I am keeping little tick marks or track of who has offended me how many times. Uh, Once again, that takes up a lot of time and space in my mind. It is empty, vain, and fruitless and serves no purpose whatsoever other than to stir the embers of unforgiveness. Therefore, Jesus is saying, lose count of how many times someone has offended you and just go ahead and forgive them. So we're not supposed to keep track of that. Jesus goes on to tell a parable about the unforgiving servant. So there was a servant who spent up 10,000 talents of the king's money, okay? He owed 10,000 talents. And in doing some research some time ago, I believe that I read that at that time, 10,000 talents would have taken five lifetimes to repay. So this was a huge debt. And of course, this servant did not have the money to pay. And the punishment was that he was supposed to be sold along with his wife and children and everything that he had in order for payment to be made. Now, of course, when the servant heard this, he fell down and said, listen, you know, please, King, have patience with me and I'll pay you what I owe you. Now, BCU family, this was five lifetimes worth of money. There is no way that this man could have paid this money back. No way. And the king of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him of the debt. So I'm going to pause right here because we can see, of course, uh, Jesus speaking to our hearts because we owe him such a huge debt for many of us. And I am at the head of the class here. 
we have sinned and sinned and sinned, you know, in the life before, and God has forgiven me for that. And even as a person that walks with the Lord, it, not a matter of me practicing sin, but so many things that we do or perhaps don't do, you know, there's a sin of commission where you actually do something. And then there's a sin of omission where we skip things. You know, the Lord will tell us to, you know, witness to that person, but we don't feel like it. The Lord will tell us to go here, but we go there. You know, those kinds of things. We are half praying in our hearts or, you know, what have you. There are so many different ways that we offend God. Yet when we go to him and ask, he will forgive us. So keep that in mind as we move through the parable. So right around verse number 28. Now, remember, this servant was forgiven of this huge 10,000 talent debt. And that same servant went out and found one of his friends, which owed him 100 pence, which was a good amount of money, yet nowhere near 10,000 talents. So this servant who was just forgiven laid hands on his friend and said, and took him by the throat, took him by the throat and said, give me my money, pay me what you owe me. And his friend didn't have the money and said, you know, please be patient with me and I will pay you what I owe you. But that servant said, you know what? I'm not receiving that. He went and cast his friend into prison until the debt was paid. Now this got back to the king. Okay. And the king called that servant in and called him wicked saying that I forgave you of that big debt that you owed me because you asked me to do it. And you should have had compassion on your friend, just like I had pity on you. So the punishment for that first servant was that he was delivered to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due to him, due to the king. And BCU family, we've already talked about this would have taken five lifetimes. So this man was going to live and die with his tormentors being tormented because he didn't forgive for that small transgression. Now, verse 35 clenches why we don't want to replay or hold on forgiveness in our hearts, which leads to the replay. Verse number 35 says, so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, deliver you to the tormentors, which translates into the lake of fire. If you from your hearts do not forgive those who offend you. So while what the person did to you or said to you or did to the family member or whatever it is, once again, while it was egregious, why it was horrible, while it's hurtful, while it's frustrating or irritating or whatever you're feeling, we are commanded in scripture to forgive that person from our hearts. The other part to this BCU family is while we're holding the offending party as hostage in the prison of our minds, is the thought that we give to that person and situation really something that God is pleased with? If we take a look at Psalm 19 verse 14, it says, let the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, it's one thing with the words of our mouth, because we can filter those and make them sound really good and and all of that stuff to other people. And they should be good anyway. They shouldn't sound good. They should be good. That's a whole other podcast. The scripture reads, though, and the meditation of my heart and meditation is what it is that you think about what is on your mind Um, in ancient Greek times. Uh, The folks believed that the heart and mind were one, if you will, very interconnected. So when you hear heart in the scriptures, it also many times correlates with your mind or your thinking. So this is why we say, I know such and such by heart. So what the psalmist is saying here is, is that my meditations need to be acceptable to you. And if we are rehearsing what the offending party has done to us, said to us, what they haven't done, what they promised to do and didn't, the hurt, the pain, the stress, the anger, or whatever it is we're feeling, if we're rehearsing that in our minds over and over, that's not acceptable to God. It's acceptable for us to talk to him about it and give it to him. It's not acceptable for us to continue to meditate on that. Oh, BCU family, we've got to put a bookmark right here. The Lord says the same when we're together again. We will continue this conversation in the next podcast. You can probably tell that I have some passion around this. I also have some practice. And when I say practice, it's continual, everybody, because um, I have to apply this to my life on a very regular basis with God's grace. And it's important for us to be proficient in scripture application. So we praise God for every opportunity to be able to do so. So I pray that this podcast was a blessing to you. And if it was, I'd like you to do two things. First of all, let me know. Head on over if you're not already here to the blendcouragesyou.com site. There is a comment section there. So go ahead and type in your thoughts and we can continue talking. And also please share the podcast in order to be an encouragement and blessing to someone else. This is Blen from blencouragesyou.com getting ready to sign off. Thank you so much for listening and Lord will until we're together again. May our God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the walk.